Hi, Rav Judy here with Masechet Avot, Perak Bet, Mishnah Yud. A few of the members of our Mishnah group noted that in some of the prior Mishnayot you can hear singing in the background. That is the students at Oraita uh, beginning to daven Mincha and singing Ashrei. Um, now, if you listen in the background, you may hear some ocean waves. I'm recording a, a Mishnah or perhaps a, a few at the beach just north of San Diego in Southern California for my nephew's wedding. And uh, so if the sound background has changed, that's why. So the prior Mishnah spoke about Rav Yochan ben Zakkai and his five top students. Uh, now the parak moves into talking about those five top students and what they what they each offered as their lessons to be carried forward into the ages. So they each said three things. So we'll start with Rabbi Lazar. Rabbi Lazar, if you remember, was the one who never forgot anything. He was a borsij enum abe tipa. He he just remembered everything he learned. Rabbi Lazar ben Hokanis. He said number one. May you have the honor of your friend be just as beloved to you as your own. This means that you don't do anything insulting to someone, even your friend. I mean, someone you care about. Sometimes people take liberties with people close to them. And I think that's part of why this Mishnah is here. We already have a Pasuk in the Torah that says, You should love your neighbors yourself. So what do we need Rabbi Lazar to come and add on about people's honor? Like the Torah already said it. But there is a difference between love and respect. And you can love someone, and sometimes you care about them so much, and you feel really close to them, which is great. But then you also take liberties with their honor. And so... You should treat the honor of someone else as your own. So ask yourself, how would I feel if someone did that to me? Or if they are slighted, do I stand up for them? Do I care about them and how they are perceived and respected and how they see themselves? So that's number one. Do not be uh, quick to become angry. Uh, there is a later Mishnah that we'll get to about, you know, some people are quick to anger and quick to appease. Some people are slow to anger, slow to appease. Quick to anger, slow to appease. That's obviously bad. Slow to anger, quick to appease. That's obviously ideal. Uh, he's saying, be wary, even if you, you are quick to be appeased, be wary of being quick to anger because anger can mess up a lot of good that came before it. It causes people to lose themselves, forget themselves. We'll see a series of statements throughout Perkei that all have negative things to say about the deleterious effects of anger on one's ability to deal with others, one's ability to think straight, and so on and so forth. Uh, return one day before your death. Now in, oh gosh, it has the idea that, what is this talking about here? That's, I think it's Rabbi Natan, that, uh, that you should return one day before your death. And then the question is, well, how do you know when you're going to die? And the point is, exactly. You don't. You don't know when you're going to die. So you should always do tshuva because you should have in mind, who knows? Like, if this is my last act on earth, if this is my last day on earth, is this really the way that I want to be? And so it's a it's a motivational statement uh, in addition to being uh, general guidance. Now, there's a Gemara in Shabbat that talks about Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai, the Rebbe of Rabbi Lazar, having said that if he gave a parable of a uh, mashal of a king who says, I'm going to throw a party and I want everyone to come, um, I'll, t- I'll let you know when. And so the people trusted in the king went and put on good clothing, nice clothing for a party, got ready and sat outside the palace. Because they said at any time the king could call us and we want to be ready. And others said, eh, you know, it'll happen when it happens. And they weren't ready. When the king called, they weren't ready. They weren't dressed up properly. And so a person should always be ready for, in this parable, the, the king is Hashem. And when we are called to the palace, when our time on this earth is up and we're called into the palace, we want to be ready and wearing our finest clothing. And then he throws on a fourth. Now remember, this is Rabbi Lazar who, who remembered everything and with such a took such care with the words of scholarship so 
Rabbi Eliezer says that uh, you should be careful. That you should be you should you should warm yourself by the light by the fire of the sages, but be careful because they are like coals and you don't want to get burned. And the shichatan, the shichat shual, their bite is like a bite of a fox, which goes deep. If they sting you, it's like the sting of a scorpion. The chishatan, the chishat sraf, the venom is like a venom of a snake. It's all like fiery coals. Now, what is this comparison? of the Chachamim and of Torah fire. So it's been said that fire is the sort of thing, if you get close to it at the right distance, you will be warmed. And fire can be constructive. It can be absolutely helpful. It's an incredible tool that we have in our world. But one has to be careful not to treat it overly lightly. Meaning, if you treat fire lightly, you can get burned. If you get too close to it, you can get burned. And so the idea here is that one should one should warm themselves by Torah, one should learn Torah, but one shouldn't treat Torah as something lightweight that I can just do what I want with. Sure, I can play with it. It's not something to be played with. It's something very serious and very deep, and you have to really know what you're doing with it. You wouldn't let a child play with a fire, yet an adult would use it carefully. Well, be careful that you don't treat Torah childishly like something you can just make it whatever you want it to be because actually it has integrity and it is powerful but misused it can be destructive uh, my friend Susie pointed out that there's also something else here which is be careful who you give Torah to because Torah in the wrong hands can be used destructively people can carry themselves as if oh wow you need to listen to what I say when they may not be offering the best of ideas if they're not truly well versed in Torah and concerned for all of its values and so similar to you know, it's, it's, it can be a kind of powerfully constructive force but also a powerfully destructive force you need to be careful whom you give it to how you take it how you treat it and uh, use it well and properly, it will be amazingly constructive, warming, and even life-saving.